Shabbat Shalom. This week's parsha is entitled Yitro, Jethro, and covers Exodus chapter 18, verse 1, through chapter 20, verse 26. Jethro is Moses' father-in-law. When Moses escapes to Egypt after killing an Egyptian, he flees to the land of Midian and ends up settling with Jethro and his family. Moses marries Zipporah, one of Jethro's daughters, and stays there for 40 years before the incident at the burning bush where God tells Moses to return to Egypt to bring the Jewish people out of 400 years of slavery. Chapter 18 opens with Jethro hearing about what God had done to bring the Israelis out of Egypt. So he journeys to meet Moses. When Jethro hears directly from Moses about these events, he says in verse 11, Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods. Indeed, it was proven when they dealt proudly against the people. The people of Midian worshipped a multitude of gods. So, in Jewish tradition, Jethro is known as Ger Zedek, a righteous convert, since he comes to the recognition of the identity of the true and living God. While Jethro is with Moses, he notices that Moses spends his whole day judging the disputes of the people, and Jethro advises him to make some changes. First off, Moses needed to do what God had set before him. Moses' role was to be God's representative to the Israelis. Secondly, in verse 20, Moses was to be the teacher of Israel and instruct the people regarding God's statutes and laws and how the people should live by following these teachings. Thirdly, Moses needed to be the one who would select other capable men to be leaders to help him mediate minor disputes so that Moses could focus on greater tasks that were at hand. In his advice to Moses, Jethro makes four points about leaders. First, these men needed to be capable. We need our leaders to be competent. Second, they needed to be godly men. Third, they need to be truthful and know the difference between truth and hype, which is what we see so often in today's society. Telling the truth is not easy, and in today's politically correct world, it is not often appreciated. But the Bible says that this is what leaders must do. Finally, they must be men who hate dishonest gain. Moses accepts this wise counsel, which is yet another great quality of leadership. Moses doesn't consider himself too lofty to utilize good guidance from others. In chapter 19, the Jewish people arrive at Mount Sinai. This period goes from Exodus chapter 19 until Numbers chapter 10. We can look at the history of the Israelis from Egypt to the Promised Land in roughly five stages. The first stage is the time that they spent in Egypt as slaves. Over this roughly 400 years, they picked up many aspects of Egyptian life and culture, which most likely included aspects of Egypt's polytheistic worship. The second stage is the miraculous demonstration of God's power and the sudden departure from Egypt. The miracles were enough to convince the Jewish people to leave Egypt, but they were not enough to turn the people fully towards God. 
as the grumbling began soon after departure. The third stage is the more than one year they spent at Mount Sinai. Here, they began to be instructed in the true ways of the living God. The Lord's statutes, precepts, laws, and ways of worship were communicated to the people by God through Moses. However, even this more than one year of teaching was not enough for the people to truly follow God. The fourth stage is the almost 39 years that followed and the growth and development of the next generation before the majority of people wholeheartedly followed God's teaching. Which brings us to the fifth stage, which is the entry into the promised land discussed in the book of Joshua. I think the book of Joshua is the book of the Old Testament where the Israelis, as a whole, followed the Lord's direction the best. One of the key points about chapter 19 is that the people needed to have three days of preparation. In other words, time to think about what was going to come next. In chapter 20, God gives the Ten Commandments to the Jewish people. Basically, these commandments can be broken down into two categories. The first four deal with the relationship between God and man. And the last six deal with the relationship between human beings. Messiah very aptly summarized these commandments in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40, saying that the two greatest commandments were to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. And secondly, he said to love your neighbor as yourself. That's a summary of the Ten Commandments. Our parasha for this week ends with the people trembling in fear, at the power of the Lord as he descends on Mount Sinai and begins instructing Moses on what to teach the people. This dispels the mistake, mistaken thought in rabbinical Judaism that there is no need to have a mediator between man and God. Just as Moses was the mediator between God and the people of Israel in his time, so too Messiah Yeshua is the mediator between God and believers today as he sits at the Lord's right hand, and intercedes for us. So, what can we take away from today's parsha? I think the key point is how Messiah Yeshua lived out the central themes of these chapters. He was an able leader who loved God and told the truth at all times. He hated dishonest gains, just as he overturned the money changer tables at the temple. He selected good men and delegated, for example, sending out the twelve, to spread the gospel and heal others. He focused on and taught about God's statutes and laws and followed every single one of them. And Messiah Yeshua spent the last three years of his life preparing for the greatest event in history, his death on the cross and the resulting resurrection, which means eternal salvation for all who believe. Interestingly, Jethro, Yitro, in Hebrew, means abundance. I hope that when you read this passage, you will think of the abundance that God has bestowed upon us by sending his precious son, Messiah Yeshua.